finally, finally, I can get a fucking episode out to you guys. So, if you haven't heard before, this is the, my name is Shelby Lee Green, aka the main man, and this is my podcast, Conversations with Shelby Green. If you are a first time listener, I'm letting you know right here, right now, I do cold opens. I don't really have an intro or an outro right now, even though those are goals for one day for this damn, this damn thing, but I have finally been able to get an episode out for you guys, and let's get rocking and rolling and get right to it. So, what has been going on with me, and... Let's just start from the basics. I have had a lot of shit going on in my personal life. I'm not going to address it. I'm just going to say I've been very, very busy balls of the wall. We'll get some things organized. And we are, you know, in the right direction. As I take a swig of this Ghost Protein Oreo uh, pre-workout. I mean, a protein shake, whatever the hell it is. And that's delicious. 22 pounds down from the carnivore diet. Um, been on it over a month now, over 40 days, excuse me, and I feel amazing. Best I felt in a long time. And uh, mentally, I'm there. I'm good. We're rock and rolling. Now, everybody was wondering what happened to this past week, uh, last week's show. Here's what happened, guys. I got really, really busy. And sometimes my life working five. I'm going, I'm working extra hours now at work, um, picking up some overtime. So I've been very, very busy. I've had a lot of, um, just a lot of things in the way. Uh, been The gym has been really been my main focus right now. And my bank account has been my main focus right now. And as much as I love podcasting, I don't make no money off of it. So at the same time, it's going to get put in the wayside. Even though I want to do it and get a show out for you guys weekly and keep, keep putting out content, it sometimes it just, it just doesn't work that way. And it's life, life sucks. It straight up sucks. Now, that being said, as I continue to get into this, I usually don't start off my shows with negativity. I usually start the shows off with something positive. But I got to get this off my chest. And this show is not going to be a very long one. It's going to be about 30 to 40 minutes. I'm not going to talk about the Vince McMahon allegations. They've been It's been two weeks now. I've talked about it with people who have known me. I don't want to speak on it. I'm speaking, you know what, fuck it. We might as well talk about that. So I'm going to knock, so it might be a little extended. So you might be looking, at, and by the way, next week we will return with our normal start time on Wednesdays. On Wednesday, we will be talking with our normal start time. We will be coming back with Wednesdays at 9 a.m., but tomorrow, Thursday, 9 a.m., the show will be on. So let's get into it. Before I get into the Vince McMahon thing, I got to talk about this. And this bothers me. I'm a big fan of people taking care of their mental health. And I am one of them that advocates for mental health. And I'm not trying to sound sexist, but men's mental health is important just as much as anybody else's. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Men are taught not to, to show their emotions and to show vulnerability, 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 vulnerability. I can't even say it right, but you know what I'm saying for people out there listening. And that is what causes men to do, do harm to themselves. And not take care of themselves. And lash out sometimes at the wrong things. And going to the gym is one of the things I recommend for anybody that has mental health issues. And I'm also saying this to, about women have mental health issues. I'm not trying to make be, be sexist. I'm just saying from a man's standpoint on this thing, guys. And girls. And I go to Vasa Fitness. I When I lived on the south side, and now I'm back over on the west side, I... Um, 
was basically going to the one-off Thompson out there in Beach Grove. And I loved the gym. It got crowded, but I loved it. The atmosphere was great. The equipment was great. I loved it. When I moved back out west, off off 38th Street on the northwest side here in Indianapolis, uh, Eagle Creek, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to change that to my home gym and I'm going to make that my stomping grounds. Well, this is what happened. I go to the gym yesterday morning and I bang it out, man. I hit my arms and I got that creatine pumping through me. I got my pre-workout, that Rise Godzilla, and I'm pumping through it. and I'm pushing that iron and I'm feeling good. And I just got an update from Trip. Bet we are rock and roll and you ain't going to wait till here. Well, we got plenty for you guys. I'll get into that too at the end. But I was rocking and rolling. I was pushing through it and I was doing a lot of things. A lot of things that day in that arms. Did my cardio. I was feeling good. Came home. Made my post-workout meal. I showered. I laid in bed. Went to sleep. I wake up. At eight, about 9 o'clock, I got a missed call from my dad. I was going to call him back. And then one of my homegirls texts me. And she goes, uh, hey, are you at Vasa right now? I said, no. I went this morning. She goes, okay, good. I said, what's going on? And somebody went in there with a pistol or a gun or whatever it was. And shot up the fucking place. Shot at people. And two people were, I believe, three people were shot. Two are, are in, are okay. But one was in serious condition. One of the articles I read. It started on the basketball court. Now, I will make this clear. I have all the three, the commercial gyms I've been to. I've been to, I started in Planet Fitness. I went to LA and now I'm at Vasa. Um, LA and Vasa, I had played ball in their court, on their courts. And I told myself that when I started getting more serious, when I was said I was going to get on this diet, I, was, I wasn't going to play ball at those gyms because people get a little feisty because, God, let's be honest, a lot of guys go to the gym, they're jacked up on pre-workout, they're jacked up on creatine, they're jacked up on some shit they shouldn't be taking sometimes when you're playing basketball because sometimes people don't realize creatine and that shit, if you're taking it going to the gym to hoop, you're going to fail because you're you're aggressive. You're you're a little over antsy. You're using that. You need that shit to work out with, not to play ball. And that's the difference. But, of course, plain and simple, <laughs> as I take a swig of this protein shake real quick, the argument started on the court. Guy went out to his car, supposedly, and went in a shot. There is a video of it out there. And the gym was shut down. Uh, obviously shut down for right now till they get everything figured out. I'm going to make this real clear. And everybody who's from the Indianapolis area that listens to the show, say, well, it's 38th Street. What do you expect? Let me make this real clear to you. That was the good side of 38th Street. There's the worst side. Everybody knows it's a little rough, but there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's rough around the edges. I'm rough around the edges. I got some flaws. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what makes this world and this country great. The world, the country great is like not everything's beautiful. We got some, there's some ugly shit out there. There's some okay shit, but you know what? It all comes and works well together. That's what makes this, this is what makes us society and the world go around. And everything, everything can't be perfect, no matter what you say, but. And it ain't just 38th Street, this stuff has happened up here in Indianapolis. It's happening in Greenwood. It's happening in Fishers. It's happening in Carmel. It's happening in central Indianapolis. It's happening all over the damn city. And in the outside of it. Carmel, Fishers, all the suburbans that never had problems. Franklin Township. Has all, it has all of it. 
So that bullshit that it happens only in the rough places, the east side of Indy, and that, 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 that's bullshit. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. And I'm tired of hearing that narrative. You know, when I'm we, when Dad moved up, when Pops moved us up here, me and my brother Jalen, when he moved us up here years ago, about back in, we were like, oh, 2002, 2003, we were about 9 or 10 years, I was about 9 or 10 years old. We never went downtown to the mall. Nothing. We went to 38th Street. You know why? Because 38 in Lafayette Road, 38 in Georgetown had everything you needed. Lafayette Square Mall was booming back in the day. We, you had everything you wanted, man. Anything you wanted, anything you needed, and it was there. Why? I'll tell you why. Because for one, being from Louisville, Kentucky, 38th Street reminded me of home. Reminded my dad of home. It reminded us of that. Because that's what Louisville was. And it still is to this day. Just a bunch of people going to work, out here doing their grinding. 38th Street had everything. I mean, my guy, I was talking to some, some guys at work today about this because we were all talking about it. I said, I remember when we, the Lafayette Square Mall, people, and there's going to be some people here and it's going to start smirking on their face. Lafayette Square Mall, we didn't go downtown. We went to Lafayette Square because they had a finish line. They had a foot locker. They had a foot action. They had what we had needed. Or I got, or the one, the best one for anybody. You know, the Stephen Berry stuff. You like college athletics. Stephen Berry's was the shit back in the day. Was the shit. And... You know, they had the food court. They had everything you needed. And then you get out of there, okay. You get off the exit on, uh, on 465. There was a little goat cart track you can go to. Or you can go around by the Home Depot back there and go to Skateland, which is still there. And I've had a lot of great memories and a lot of bad memories of that place. But still, I mean, you go down the street, right there was a Best Buy. And there used to be a Hooters. And actually, the, 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 the sailor boat style Hooters, the old school Hooters, where Hooters was actually Hooters. You had an old country buffet. You had a baby and to- Toys R Us, and the Babies R Us was bigger than Toys R Us. I mean, 38th Street used to be everything. And the recession happened in 2008 or 9, or whatever it was, or 10, and a lot of business dried up. A lot of business went away. Avon got bigger on the west side of Indianapolis. Avon suburban of Indianapolis, like Plainfield is. They had a Best Buy. They started adding more things. And guess what? A lot of people from 38 started drifting to Avon. Greenwood Mall got bigger. Castle Mall got bigger. Everybody started going out south. Everybody started going past it. And it dried up. And it's it's sad. I used to go to I used to get excited going to 38th Street as a kid because I knew we were gonna have a good time. Man, dad was flat broke, man. We were flat freaking broke. But I remember those times. And it was great memories. That's why I was, ex- when I moved back home, that's when I was excited. Like, man, I'm going to be working out on 30th Street, man. This is a, this is my stomping grounds up here at NBA. I love it up here. And this shit happens. It makes me upset that somebody can walk in with a pistol and shoot somebody. But the fact is, there's a kid's daycare in there for people to watch their fucking kids while they're working out. That's what bothers me. Kids could have got harmed in this. I'm sorry, a juvenile, which I hate that terminology, but a juvenile, they said it was a kid and an adult were harmed and somebody else was shot that's in serious condition. That's what I read. And now I can hear people say, well, you're going to talk about gun control. No, I'm not going to talk about gun control. Because I believe everybody, anybody, people should be have the right to carry. But I also believe it's bullshit that in the state of Indiana, it is harder to get a driver's license. It is harder to get a fishing license. It is harder to even get, um, throw another thing out there. It hard, It's harder to even get an apartment, but it's easy as shit to get a gun. Now, look, 
I have no people that carry guns. I got no problem with nobody. I don't carry. I don't carry. And I might have to start carrying, to be honest, with the way the way the city's going. And <laughs> God, I'm getting fired up. <laughs> Woosah, Shelbo. Woosah. I'm one of those guys who believe you have the right, you should be able to right to carry. I don't care if I see you with a gun on your hip in no store, because you know what? Something happens, there's, some, there's somebody there that got our back. But I also don't want to see a guy walking in with a shotgun or an AK or a rifle on his backside. I just don't. That's not my thing, man. I feel I get uncomfortable that way. I'm like, hey, man, what the fuck, dude? Chill. Like, you know what I mean? That's how I am. Straight up, I am one of those guys that you should have the right to carry. But people don't think that way. People want to say, well, it's the gun's the problem. No, 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 no. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. It ain't the gun's fault. It's not the gun's fault that the, 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 the way that people are able to get their hands on these weapons. It's the law. There should be a way for people, and, and I maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I don't know everything because I don't carry, but I'm saying like, why can't we have stricter things? There are people that get these guns that do or should not have the right to in this city or in the country as well. I mean, they shot up a fucking and like and also I like Vasa, but this is on them too because look, you know the repetition of Third A Street supposedly. Why don't you have security? Why ain't you got a cop on times? Why aren't you paying somebody? You that and I don't say they don't have the budget for it. Bullshit. That gym can afford anything, damn near. Seriously. The one out there on Beach Grove's got a fucking movie theater in it. I swear, they, I don't know if they're still active right now, but they have a fucking theater in the damn thing. So I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear it at all. And that's a fact, and I mean that. So let's go ahead and just nip that in the bud. I went to LA Fitness today, worked my ass off, but I miss Vasa because the vibe is different. Uh, LA's a little bit more brighter. It's got, you know, the, the good machines and stuff. Everybody's chit-chat. You go to Vasa, it's crowded. It's 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 got a dungy dark feel to it. It's rocking and rolling. People are in there lifting heavy shit. It's just a different vibe. Now I might have to get an LA fitness thing because I don't know when Vasa's gonna open up back up again right now. And it's a shame. People can't work out now. People, now you got people saying, well, we can't work out now. We're gonna get shot. Now it's bad enough people don't want to leave their homes right now because they feel so confined the way society is. But people say, the I'll, I hear this from people, I struggle with my mental health. I struggle, Shelbo. But you know what? I'm going to go to the gym today and I'm going to work my ass off. I go to the gym every day and say, that's fucking awesome. But they go to the Vasa, they can't because somebody brings a fucking gun and starts shooting the place up. Why? Because they didn't agree what happened on the court? That's why you cannot do this shit. There's a difference. You know, what? me and my co-workers at Older Me and Freightline, man, we go to... Um, we go to, um, gosh dang it, we go, we end up going to work, we go hoop, at, we go hoop on, uh, Arsenal Tech's campus, they got a, they got a, 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 um, an athletic center down there, and we hoop, who we hoop, man, we just go play ball, and there's been many times we've gotten foul hard, we, we yelled at each other, we cussed at each other, but at the end of the day, you know what we know, hey man, it's ball, shake up, let's play. Hey, man, you know what? I'll get you back next time. Don't worry about it. And we work, go to work that night. We talk about it, and we laugh about it. That's what you're supposed to do. These guys are playing in these gyms. First off, Vasa, L.A., if you hear this, get rid of the basketball gyms. It, just get rid of them. They need to go away. Get rid of them. Make them fully into, just get rid of them. 
Make them into just workout facilities. Get rid of the basketballs. Get rid of them because that's where a lot of this problem comes from. It ain't from lifting weights. I guarantee you that. It's more from the gym. Because basketball is a very it's a very popular sport. I love it. It's my favorite sport in the world. But like for example, you know, I, I, we um, my buddy Michael Dorsett, bodybuilder, great guy who's a hell of a motivator. Shout out to him. Good dude. We talk about like I had to quit playing ball of us because they start talking. My like, bro, we're just, we're just playing pickup. Why are we taking this serious? There's always and you know there's always that one or two guys too that come in. They got the they got the the. They got the Nike Adidas NBA sleeve on. They got the nice socks. They got the nice shoes. They got the nice jersey. And they think they could play in their ass. And they talk the most shit. And there's the type of guy you just want to smack the shit out of. That's why I don't play. That's why I back off. Every once in a while, if I know the vibe and I get the crowd, I'll do it. But nine times out of ten, I just say, nah, I'm good. I'll lift. I'm good. I'm good. That's how I am. So... It's a damn shame what happened. I pray to God that everybody makes it out okay. And I pray to God the guy who fired the gun gets his ass caught and goes to jail. But the state of Indiana and the country has got looking to say, we have got to get tighter on these gun laws. You got to. And I think, like I said, I am I'm not anti-gun. I believe anybody should have the right to carry. But this bullshit has got to stop. It's got to stop. That's all I'm gonna say about that subject. Now to move on to another piece of shit, Vince McMahon. Here we go, guys. You thought I wasn't addressed. This shit's been bugging me for a couple weeks now. And I gotta say, from the bottom of my heart, I am so fucking worn out on Vince McMahon, man. My God. For those who've been running through living under the rock and aren't a wrestling fan, Vince McMahon is the son of Vincent J. McMahon, who inherited his business from his father the WWWF, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, and inherited that business of everything. Inherited it. Basically, he inherited the business from his father in 1982, probably, 81, 82, 83, and took over and be, and got signed all the way, all the, the wrestlers from the other territories, and you can look that up and f- explain it for yourself, and made the WWF a global phenomenon. Made wrestling huge. And then, of course, you know, the early 90s, Vince had his struggles with the steroid trials and all that stuff. And then he had the Attitude Era, and business boomed up. And then his competition went away, and business suffered. And it had its peaks and valleys. and went up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Vince, in 2021, 2020, when the pandemic happened, he started the XFL before that. The pandemic happened, he shut down. There was rumors that Vince was starting to sell his company. He was firing guys, talent left and right, girls and guys, excuse me, that should not have been fired, that should not have been let go. Um, 2021, the world opened back up. Business was start off well. 2022, business was going well. And then and kind of was starting to timber back down again, like back to reality. And then all of a sudden, there was something came out about sexual misconduct, and Vince was pushed, forced out the door. He was forced out the door. There was rumors about Vince coming back for a sale. He came back. Triple H, Nick Khan, and Stephanie McMahon all voted Vince not to come back. He still got his way back in. And then after the announcement that Vince McMahon was going to be, after the announcement that WWE was going to Netflix for a $5 billion deal, Royal Rumble weekend with The Rock showing up 
is now part of the TKO board, board of directors for our $40 million middle share and with his name and license. Another allegation came out about a girl named Janelle Grant who Vince had an affair with and basically sexually abused that girl. If you read some of the text messages I read. Look, I get talking dirty. I get it all. And I understand. I've talked dirty to women. Women talk dirty to me. But the shit that Vince said in those text messages. Oh, my God. Whew. I I actually thought about reading them on here. But I won't do that. I won't do that for you guys. And, and I mean that. It, it just won't work. And it just will not work. Vince McMahon said the most disheartening shit to this girl. He had a threesome with this girl and he defecated on her. I won't re- say that. There's also reports of John Laurinaitis was involved in this. It doesn't surprise me. If anybody knows the name John Laurinaitis, look it up. He is the center of controversy. He's a piece of shit. And Brock Lesnar, one of my all-time favorites, of course, is in this damn thing. He's always one of my all-time favorites. It always has to be one person that I actually enjoy watching on television or, or an athlete or somebody that's got fuck up. And Brock's name got brought into it. Now... Janelle Grant is the girl's name that suing as suing Vince. Vince had brought it, had had her sign an NDA for three million dollars to keep her mouth shut. Did not say anything. Vince paid her a million dollars to stop paying it, so she brought him a lawsuit. Vince was forced that Friday morning after this analogation, these things came out, saying, You got to step down. You have to step down. And he stepped down. He'll never be back. He'll never be back at TKO. He, he's done. Vince McMahon is now being looked at by the FBI for an investigation on this about, and it could, he could be going to prison for it. As I turn my blender on the blue much shake, you can hear it in the background, guys. Got a little, it's a little too thick at the bottom. Now, Vince said he's innocent. The thing's been blown way out of proportion. Blah 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 blah. I don't think so. Vince McMahon has beat the court of law. He's beat the government. He's beat the U.S. government. When the government tried to get him in the early 90s for the steroid trial, he beat the government. So Vince thinks he's going to walk away. Nah, I don't think so, Vince. You better settle this because if you don't settle this, I'll tell you what's going to happen. You are going to find out firsthand that you're not going to have what you want. Vince McMahon is the definition of a guy who is greedy with power. Power. And, you know, people say, there's some people say, I'll never watch wrestling again. If you watch wrestling again because of Vince, you watch Vince McMahon's coming again, you're a piece of trash, right? Well, there's some people out there on Twitter been saying that. Listen, I mean it so hardly. Vince McMahon is a, has been what I've known him for years, but part of my life was watching wrestling and watching WWE, so I'm never going to stop doing that. I'm just not. There, ha- they would, there was something gracious would have to happen for me to do it. I mean, my God, they have done some really raunchy, nasty angles, and I still watch it. Uh, look up Katie Vick. Look up Mae Young giving birth to a hand. Uh, look up those two. Uh, look up certain wrestlers having fake heart attacks in the ring, which I don't think are really cool at all. I don't think that's cool at all. So, yeah. Yeah. But Vince is going to go to prison for this, I really believe, unless he sells out court. And if he, even if he does settle out court, are the, 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 the FBI or whoever is investigating it going to sit there and not push forward with an investigation and put charges on Vince? I don't know. We'll see. We will see. The fact that, here's the thing, Triple H's name has been brought up in this and I believe this wholeheartedly. 
I don't think Hunter knows a damn thing about it. You know, people talk about the Royal Rumble press conference that Hunter Hunter didn't answer the question right. Well, maybe Hunter couldn't answer questions like because he didn't want to get more sued, dumbasses. Like, have you thought about that? Have we thought about that? Jesus. My God. And I'm fed up with that bullshit. I am fed up with that. John Laurinaitis comes out the other day, makes a statement that he's a victim in this. His daughter-in-law, the Bella Twins, said they don't condone anything that happened in the statement they've released. But let me make this real clear. You can look up Jim Cornette, Teddy Long, Jim Ross, Kevin Nash. Those four guys right there will tell you about what John Laurinaitis is. The Dudley boys, especially Bubba Ray Dudley, how he feels about John Laurinaitis, even though they made peace but beforehand. John Laurinaitis is a walking talking piece of trash. Let me tell you how John Laurinaitis got started in the wrestling business since I am a historian of this and not too many people know my level of history with the business. I love professional wrestling. John Laurinaitis got in the wrestling business because of his brother Joe Laurinaitis was such a big star. Who's Joe Laurinaitis, Shelby? Oh, a guy by the name of Royal Warrior Animal. Look up Royal Warrior Animal, Royal Warrior if you don't know. If you do know, Grace tagged him all the time. RIP you both. Oh, what a rush. Snack on danger, dine on death. Now, John Laurinaitis' first break was in Florida Championship Wrestling in the, the dying days of that territory. He was the flag bar- barrier for the Sheep Herders. Sh- the Sheep Herders became worldwide known as the Bushwhackers. Look at the Bushwhackers, you know what I'm talking about. He then got signed by WCW in the late 80s and became a tag team with Shane Douglas, who was a hell of a talent, had a hell of a run in the 90s with WCW. Not so much as Dean Douglas, though. You name my nose, I can't remember what it was. Ugh. But he had a run with as a tag team called the Dynamic Dudes. Horrible idea. Horrible tag team. I still feel bad for Shane McMahon to this day. That he, uh, Shane McMahon. Shane Douglas had to put up with that shit. There was no coming back for that. I mean, there was some nasty comments from fans about that. You can look up Cornette. He'll tell you some stories about it. He doesn't last long. He goes, and then he finally catches a break. Goes, works in all Japan pro wrestling because Mrs. Baba, the wife of Giant Baba, the legendary Giant Baba, liked Johnny because he smiled a lot. He smiled and always had the right answers for everything. And he got a run and he had a solid run in Japan that nobody really talks about because, you know, whatever. He didn't have a big run in the States. He gets hired by WWE in the early 2000s, I believe, and he took over talent relations from Jim Ross. And when he got the job, he butchered the relationship between Ohio Valley Wrestling, WWE, the original developmental program for the WWE, Ohio Valley Wrestling. He butchered that deal. Went to started down, he started development in Florida. It never took off. It never got his lead way. And then all of a sudden, Triple H got head of talent relations, got ahead of it, and decided that he was going to turn into its own brand and made it NXT, and that's what it became. Now, for the record, John Laurinaitis, if he's opened his mouth, I believe he is lying. John Laurinaitis is not innocent. John Laurinaitis, in my opinion, is completely, completely full of trash, full of crap. The fact that Bella Twins had to come out and make a statement, you know, I feel bad for him. And I really do because, you know, their, 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 their mother is married to this man. But I really, I really, I really mean this. You had to know that that man had some baggage and there's some people that are hated. The reason why that Naomi and Sasha Banks, a.k.a. Mercedes Monet, left was because of John Laurinaitis. 
That's why this whole that's why the Sasha finally had enough because no talent wanted to work with John Laurinaitis. When Triple H came in, when Vince took you in 2022, when he made things worse than what it was, when Triple H had his heart attack and he took away NXT 2.0, NXT made 2.0, and rebranded it and fucking basically almost killed it till Shawn Michaels. And it took Shawn Michaels literally a year, almost a full two years to turn it back around. And NXT's done a great effing job of that, to getting that off the right path. And I think that's awesome. They've done a great job of getting back on track. But I will state this. Laurinaitis has it was part of that he was going to be back every time Rich and everybody groaned a lot of people were even a lot of people wanted to walk because it was like no they don't want to deal with John Lawrence and Trinity who was in TNA but Naomi and Sasha left because of him Vince still supported him pat him on the back like, ha 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 give me a fucking break Laurinaitis is trash John Laurinaitis headlined a fucking pay-per-view with John Cena over the limit it was one of the worst buy rate pay-per-views of the early 20 teens cause nobody wanted to see John Cena could not draw with this motherfucker on top because he was such a fucking nobody liked him and it wasn't just he was a good heel on television nobody fucking liked him they try to do the Vince McMahon, Stone Cold, Steve Austin angle, but they put Laurinaitis and Punk in those roles, CM Punk, excuse me, and it never meshed because Laurinaitis is a piece of shit. So I don't believe Laurinaitis is upon us. I believe him and Vince shared the girl. I believe Vince has done this multiple times. And I believe Laurinaitis has got his hands tied in it too. So, blah. Now off to Brock Lesnar. I like Brock. I've been a fan of Brock for a long time. I, I loved him when he was a rookie. I, I the first time I saw that guy in 2000 at OVW at the old Davis Arena, the, that old shitty ass warehouse. I knew he had talent. I knew he had ability, and that was for me as a uh, seven eight year old kid. I knew what he, he was going to be awesome because of his size, what he could do. I support him in the UFC because he was a pro wrestler fighting in a, the Ultimate Fighting Championship. And I was, and I was like, yeah, he's giving credibility to professional wrestling. Hell yeah, let's go, Brock. I loved him when he came back. He's done. He's had a hell of a run. But Brock is guilty in this, man. I'm not going to say scrolling everything he did, but at the same time, I'm not going to look at him the same. And I hope Brock is innocent because there's been people, they've taken him out of certain video games. He's off the, the 2K24 video game cover. I mean, they have done everything in their power to discontinue themselves from Brock Lesnar. And it sucks because I think he's a hell of a talent. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he's one of the greatest athletes I've ever seen in my lifetime. For a guy of his size to do the things he can do, it's amazing. But unfortunately, if he's guilty in this, it's bad. I mean, Terry Reynolds told that story on the dark side of the ring about the plane ride from hell about Brock, that Brock exposed himself to her. I mean, can't do that shit, man. Like, if that's true, you can't do that shit. Like, that's not cool, man. And he's been married to Rena Lesnar, a.k.a. Sable, the SD Sable. You know, now he's got a marriage and a wife and the kids. Now, what's going to happen with that? Like, seriously, what's going to happen with that? So, my whole thing on this is Vince needs to get this shit over with. It needs to be handled. I'm glad he's gone. And if Vince goes to jail, he goes to jail. If he doesn't, he must have got away with it somehow, some way. Laurinaitis is guilty as well. And I hope Brock isn't. But if he is, he needs to, be, he needs to face consequences too. That's where I stand on it. Speaking of professional wrestling, let's talk about WrestleMania and the controversy with The Rock. 
I will state this. We all know what's talking about The Rock and Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns and everything else. There's a press conference tomorrow, and I mean tomorrow, I'm Corey Cornos on Wednesday. It's going to be on Thursday. And The Rock is going to be involved, and people are saying they don't want Rock to do his idea it's still in the main event, even though Rock did show up and talked about, you know, talked about next, uh, talked about, um, um, talked about, you know, teased at the beginning of the year. Nobody had a problem with it. Now all of a sudden people are fucking bitching about it because Cody won the Rumble. Here's the thing. We don't know what's going to happen. So how about we just sit down, relax, and just let this thing play out and see what happens. But I do have an idea for you. I do have an idea. And I thought about this last night. Let's just say that Rock and Roman Reigns is going to happen at WrestleMania. At this press conference tomorrow, they announced, Cody announces, but I am going to face Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber. And Roman, you know, they can do a thing where Roman doesn't know what's going on, blah, 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 whatever, right? Whatever. And this is what I would do. Roman says, well, I'm going to have the bloodline on my side. And Cody comes out and says, well, I'm going to have somebody in my corner too. And I'm going to have somebody that I know I can trust. The Viper Randy Orton. Big pop. And Roman and Orton's having his problems with the bloodline too. So people will get behind it. They main event elimination chamber. They're going to tear the fucking house down in this stadium. It's going to be rocking. And people really believe no matter what, Rock is going to get his hands on Roman. And he gets Roman no matter what the situation he doesn't get Cody. Gets he wants Roman. So let's make that real clear. Belt or not, I want my hands on Roman Reigns, and I will make the rock. That that's what I would do. So the match goes on. They're having a great match. They're telling a great story, and the referee gets knocked down. The bloodline gets involved. Orton fights him off. Gets him off. Gets him off. Fights him off. Fights him off. Fights him off. There's a spot where Cody has Roman beat the referees down. Goes for the one, two, three. Heyman slides in. Cody gets knocked down somehow. So Heyman slides in with the belt to give it to Roman. Orton cuts off Heyman. Steals the fucking belt. Heyman's shocked. Orton stands there. He looks at Roman. He looks like he's going to hit Roman. And I would do this quick. And as soon as Cody gets up, I would have Orton. Orton hit fucking Cody right in the fucking head, right with the belt, right between the eyes. And Cody doesn't see what happens. That way, Roman looks shocked. Orton throws the belt down. Throws the belt down. He walks out of that stadium in Australia as he's walking away. Cody is dazed a little bit. He doesn't know where he's at. He gets up. Roman hits the fucking spear on Cody. Referee recovers. One, two, three. Ding, ding, ding. Roman beats Cody Rhodes again with the help of not the bloodline, but Randy Orton. And then you get Randy Orton versus a uh, heel Orton versus a babyface Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. And they have a few to the summer. And then eventually, because Roman's going to drop that title to Cody. It, it's going to happen eventually. And Cody will finally get a shot maybe later in the summer, right before the Hogan record is ended. Because you remember, guys... SummerSlam around this year will be around the four-year anniversary Roman has held that championship, and I think that would be the right time to pull the trigger and do it at SummerSlam. He finally gets the one-on-one shot. That's what I would do. And you get him a, f- a few with Orton that can Orton can make him more over and over and over because there's nothing more that people want to see than Cody win that title, and I'm one of them too. But that's an idea I just thought of. I thought it would be a good idea. Yeah. I'm not going to talk more about wrestling uh, this week. That's the only thing I'm going to talk about. I, I spent a lot of time on it, so I'm just going to roll off the, the edges of that and everything else. I will talk a little bit about Louisville Cardinals basketball. I will state this right now. I think Kenny Payne's going to get his third year. I think the team is turning ties with injury. They have gotten better. 
I know the results have not been there, but if you watch the games, from my eyes, I see a, 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 a greatness. Not greatness, but good things happening. Turning the corner. I feel like the reason why people are frustrated because you shouldn't have lost to DePaul. You shouldn't have lost to Arkansas State. You should have lost um, those two games right there. You shouldn't have lost. You shouldn't have lost the Vitek game. You should have lost the Indiana game. You should have lost the Texas game. Five games right there you shouldn't have lost. So that's why I look at it. I also say this, too, about, about the University of Louisville, that the stability is the world. There was an article that was coming out, come out by the Courier-Journal this morning. I can't find a damn thing. can't pull it up on my thing as I'm looking for it. I believe this is what I was told by my source. I have a source, and I'm just going to point this out. I was told if Kenny Payne gets a third year, this is the plan. Carter Knox will be a Louisville Cardinal. Two high-quality guard transfer portals and two high-quality transfer portal bigs with Robinson. That's the plan. Um, I think Louisville is really another guard, another forward, and a big man away from really getting back to the NCAA tournament. I think if J.J. Trainer was healthy, we'd be – I think if we had J.J. Trainer during the stretch, we probably would have split that six-game hard way we met the games we had where we had – Carolina, Duke, Florida, I'm not uh, Florida, um, Clemson, Wake Forest. That rough road we had. I really believe if we had JJ, we at least go 500 in that. JJ Trainer's 11 points and six rebounds a game is big for us, and not having it hurts us. And also, I think Trey White not being fully healthy during that stretch hurt us too. So yeah. That being said, guys, even though he, I take that back about Trey White. I apologize. That being said. I want Kenny Payne to succeed, and I'm not happy with losing. I'm not. But at the same time, man, look, that program was in a shit show when he got it. But, well, it's gotten worse. No, it's not gotten worse. You guys, Kenny Payne is doing something that he knows what happened. People forget, Chris Mack's final year, that team at Louisville won 13 games and lost 70% of its scoring. And Kenny was harmed and hurt by, people said, well, Louisville's going to get the death penalty. Louisville's going to get this. Louisville's going to get that. I was told the other day, and I believe we had a hard commitment from a soft commitment from AJ Johnson. AJ Johnson was coming to Louisville until Nike called and said, "Hey, they're going to get a two-year postseason ban. You really want to go there?" If I really believe this, if Kenny Payne could have had, and you think about this, if the NCAA came out the day he got the job at Louisville and said, "Hey," The allegations came out, and they passed the fine to Louisville and said, hey, what came out, came out, what happened with us, and they gave us our sanctions and everything else. Year one would have looked a lot different. We probably would have been a 500 team or better, and that's probably what would have happened. And we probably would have been fighting for on the bubble the NCAA tournament. Unless they lose every fucking game on the way out, there is no way in hell Kenny Payne does not get a third year in my idea, in my eyes. I'm rooting my ass off tonight against Syracuse. I think they got a shot to go up there and win the game. If they go up tonight and get a win against Syracuse, get a little momentum, guys, it could be a good thing. And I know, and what sucks is this is the weaker part of the ACC, so it's time to stack some wins up. I said in this next 10-game stretch, with the, including the Florida State game, they can win. I see them going 7-3. I think at Duke's a loss. I think at Pitt could be a loss. And I think maybe the Boston College or, or the, the, this game tonight could be one of them. But I think, or you can flip-flop with another one, I think. But I think they can win seven games. I think the biggest turnaround is can they win their final three games at home? They got three games at home they can win. So their final three games of the season. And I also think if he wins a game in the ACC tournament, I think that's big stride too. Like, hey, they want to game in the ACC tournament. Let, let's go. So, yeah, that's 
That's what I think is going to happen. Um, the media down there, I'm tired of talking about them. The reason why they act the way they act is because they can say they're fans or whatever, but the things they say, like there was a certain guy whose name I want to mention, Louisville won the game, but his first thing was congratulations on winning Louisville, but who's going to be next year's head coach of Louisville? Don't read the room at all, but all right, whatever, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, maybe I'm different. I'm going to state this also as well. If you can't agree with my opinion on things, that's fine. I don't care. If you don't want to agree with me, that's fine. I respect your opinion, and that's great. But don't be an asshole about it. Because I made some mistakes the way I talk to people, and I apologize for that. But I'm going to stand my ground. I can only say what I can say, what I've been told, and I believe the guy that tells me. Because every time he tells me, the truth comes out. And that person ever hears this, salute to you, my brother. That's all I got to say about that. Go Cards. I'm going to plug next week's show. Do a couple trailer watches with you guys. And I got some announcements to make about some business projects. That being said, so next week's episode, I will talk nothing but sports. It will be about the Super Bowl coverage and the preview for the NBA All-Star Weekend here in Indianapolis. And I will make some Louisville, talk about Louisville. I'm going to make my instance to talk more about the NBA too as the season going because it's starting to heat up where I can start talking about it more often. And yes, that's next week's preview of the show. And that will be on Wednesday at 9 a.m. Now let's do some trailer watches, guys. I ain't done some trailer watches in a long time, so let's get rock and roll on this. All right, YouTube. So we got a Roadhouse trailer, Roadhouse reboot. The the one of my favorite movies, top 10, 15 favorite movies. It's a cult classic from 1989 with Patrick Swayze, Kelly Lynch, and Sam Elliott. Roadhouse is going to Prime Video, and we're gonna sit there and we're gonna watch this trailer. Get ready, y'all. Here we go. Before we start, do you have insurance? What? Your coverage good? Like you have dental? Oh, haha. Is there a hospital nearby? Is it like too far? It's about like 25 minutes, I'd say. I just slapped you. Are you all right? What? So you like to fight? You ever win? No one ever wins a fight. This ain't the Holiday Inn, pal. I am. I'm moving. A friend of mine suggested I come talk to you. I own a roadhouse out in the Florida Keys. Lately, it's been attracting the wrong clientele. I can pay you good money. Judging by your car, you need that. Well, I like my car. Think about it. Know who you are? Elwood Dalton, big fan man. That guy's got a knife under his shirt. You just take a big step back and pop me in the face. You can do it. Tell me about the spouse. Yeah, it's all nice, like he's Mr. Rogers or something, but then he'll haul off. <laughs> really interesting guy, overall. Brand wants to take the roadhouse away from me. He wants to build some resort. I should warn you, people have a certain way of getting things done around here. Fellas, looks like you're having a shrimp. I got a tip for you. Don't let no one get this close. Let me guess. You know, threaten me. Tell me to get out of town. I get the impression that you can't be threatened. 
Once Knox is on the job, it's over, baby. It takes a lot to get me angry, but when I am, I just can't let go. People seem a little aggressive around here. Is that one a friend of yours? No, I just broke his arm. Okay, um, not gonna lie, I'm interested. I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a solid action flick. I also think it's going to be a a interesting film, and I think I think you walk in with open mind. I think you might like it. So I will review it too. I will do a TikTok and review on here as well, and we're gonna rock and roll with that. One more trailer going, guys. We're out of it. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey Two. Here we fucking go. Let's begin. I'm going to take you back there. Feel all weight drift away. How are you feeling? Good, I think. Do you recall anything from the session? Focus. What is happening? This was the day Billy was taken. Focus. Okay, so let me get the background on this before I give you my overall thoughts. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is a horror film based around the Winnie the Pooh uh, thing, right? It was horrible film, trash film, horrible. There was reports about this. They made enough budget where they enough money where they can make a better film, a sequel. I will state this. I don't think it's going to be Oscar worthy. I don't think it'll be Academy Award nominee. I don't think it, but I think this film has potential to really shock some people, and I'm very interested to see how it goes. So I am optimistic. The costumes, the the acting, a lot of things look a lot better. The cinematography looks really good. So I'm interested to see how it goes. So I am optimistic, and I will review that on this page, this this show as well. So that being said, and it's end of the show, guys. I appreciate you guys with your patience. I will be back regularly on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. starting next week. And just remember one thing, like I always tell you, I don't bullshit. I just tell it like it is straight up. Have a good one, y'all.